Welcome back to Knowledge Cast by Ideals, presented by the Ideals Foundation. I'm Jack Williams, the founder of the Ideals Foundation, and we're excited to have you with us for our first season of our podcast. If you're interested in seeing what guests that uh, we have during our first season, you can just go to my personal website, jackwwilliams.com, and hit the podcast button. Well, I'm excited today uh, to have with us Green Lenneman, uh, dear friend. And I tell you, if I truly did justice formally introducing Doreen. Uh, it would take most of the segment to share her background and accomplishments. So today I'm going to have to kind of give a really brief bio on her. But Doreen is the, the president and founder of the Riverbend Group, which I'm going to let her talk a little bit later about the work that they do. She's a serial entrepreneur and got her start in the business uh, world in the medical field. She is a certified mental toughness facilitator. Let me say it again, certified mental toughness facilitator and trainer. She has completed the Navy SEAL Fit Leadership Academy and she is a three-time Ironman finisher. Uh, Doreen has traveled literally the world over and, and just fairly recently in 2019 was one of less than 350 people to ice climb on Alaska's Mendenhall Glacier. She's a graduate of Vanderbilt University. She has her MBA from uh, Embry Business School. And when Doreen is not leading her company or doing some of these other amazing adventures, she's uh, an international keynote speaker and, and still is graciously donates her time to come and, and speak at our Ideals Leadership Program. And I'm, I'm also glad that she donates her time because we couldn't afford her. Uh, and last but not least, uh, this past year, Doreen also became a bride. So Doreen, uh, it's a thrill to have you with us uh, today. Hi, Jack, I'm so excited and so honored to be here. Really, I, I've been looking forward to this for the last month or so. Thank you so much. Well, as I said, we could be talking about so many things today and it's gonna be hard to kind of focus on just a few, but again, first, congratulations on your recent marriage. Thank you, Jack, it's been, uh, it's been great. That, that mental toughness is coming in handy. <laughs> No, but it's been awesome. I'm super blessed. Well, uh, as is he. Well, first, let's talk a little bit about the work that you do at Riverbend and Prepare to Roar. Absolutely. Well, you know, it, I wouldn't even call it work. I don't think I've worked uh, a day in my life in the last 19 years or so. That's how old those businesses are because... You know, we talk about this all the time that when, and you understand for sure, but when you find your purpose and live it every day, you know, it's not work, but uh, technically I've got three things that are, that have been in the hopper and, and that fulfill that, that professional side. One is the Riverbend group. You know, that's the corporate side. That's, that's me, Jack, when you see me in all those suits and heels and such. And that's where we inspire and equip um, organizations, everything from fortune fifties to small companies and training and development culture consulting, team building, et cetera. Uh, Prepare to Roar is more of my adventure side. That's when I, I've put together curated experiences, international travel, all centered around professional or personal growth, helping people find and live their best life in those areas, um, either corporate teams, individuals, couples, families, et cetera. We, we joke about it. It's Prepare to Roar is like this intersection of blood, sweat, and wine. <laughs> and maybe for our younger audience, <laughs> younger audience, Gatorade, right? There's those curated experiences. And then lastly, the, uh, the Doreen Linneman brand, that's really, you know, our attempt to help me impact more people faster. And that's where my keynotes sit, the, the handcrafted keynotes, uh, really being a little provocative, helping people break through the inertia of life, 
helping teams break through the inertia of business and uh, some virtual retreats and memberships and so forth. Well, you've done some amazing things and you visited some incredible locations. Share with me uh, and with our group, what was your motivation for, for taking on these kind of challenges? Because you, you certainly, uh, challenges are not something that are a concern for you. <laughs> well, I, I mean, honestly, it all started selfishly. I just, um, gosh, I mean, probably, I think I've always been challenged myself. I've always been an athlete, you know, basketball, tennis, you name it. That's just, I think, a little bit in my DNA um, and just amazing parents and family who've, who've just always pushed me to become greater. But really the, the big adventures, I would say, started, you know, 20 or so years, no, 25 years ago when I just needed a timeout. I just needed to get, get out of even the U.S., really focus international. There's just something about using your passport and when that boarding door closes, um, that really helped to clear my brain, almost that clear that cache of in your in your brain or on your computers. And back then, I hate to date myself, we didn't we didn't have all those smartphones, so I really could escape, you know, um, and didn't have all those Wi-Fi spots. So selfishly, it was it was really for me to just take pause and refresh and recalibrate and where I wanted to go next. And then from there, I just realized that those are those are really where life begins, right? I really feel like life begins outside one's comfort zone. Um, wanted to really start pushing people in, in, those, in, in that philosophy across all of my businesses. And just then basically I can't talk the walk unless I've walked the walk and therefore I can then walk the talk, if that makes sense. So um, just really believe firsthand that you have to challenge yourself to see what you're capable of and being a, a steward of your God-given gifts. Well, I'll never forget when you were speaking to our leadership students one time and you were sharing uh, your experiences in Africa and some of the other places. And one of the students said, well, you know, how did you how did you how did you go to Africa? And uh, and kept repeating the question. And, and I'll never forget just with a straight face. She said, well, I bought a ticket. <laughs> just, just, I bought a ticket. It's so true. And it, it is not that complicated. People make things so much more complicated, right? How'd you do it? Well, you go online and buy a plane <laughs> ticket and get to Africa. It's not that complicated, right? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about uh, your Ironman days. You are a three-time Ironman finisher, and you always make remind me, make sure you say finisher, uh, among all of your other uh, <laughs> physical activities. Describe that experience that you went through uh, going through those excruciating events of, of being an Ironman competitor and finisher? Yeah, I mean, gosh, that's such a great question, Jack. And, and you know, first of all, when you when you say Ironman, I, I actually have to remind myself, right, what it is. I mean, it's 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, 26.2 mile run, all in under 18 hours. And when I think about that and I reflect, I'm like, well, back in the day, I didn't think that was crazy. But when I think about it now as a retired Ironman triathlete, I'm a little concerned for my decision-making. So which concerns, <laughs> me for, concerns me for you ha having me on here, right? But, um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they just re were representative, really. Those kind of events really just representative of this, this concept of, or one of the biggest learnings I take away from them and take away from any of the physical or, or travel adventures I've done and it's this concept of capacity. 
really. And, and I'm just fascinated about it and spending more time thinking about it because capacity suggests a limit, right? So, you know, what's the capacity of your coffee cup? Well, it's literally when you start pouring coffee in it and it overflows, you're at capacity. And, and we use that word so loosely, you know, oh, I'm at max capacity right now and so forth and so on. And it's just, it's just not accurate. Right. And because capacity does suggest a limit. And what I've learned through those events and through my experiences is that while we technically, technically, we may have one, I would say that 99% of us never come close to it. And, and, and that's what I've really learned that our bodies and our minds can do so much more than we think they can. And we don't know what they can do unless we put ourselves in situations to test those limits. Um, I mean, you know, my, my thoughts are like, you know, why live a life that's only 5% of what it could be, right? And, and I think that's where so many people operate. I, I think that that's, that that's doing, not only doing yourself a disservice, um, but it actually is disrespectful of the gifts that you've been blessed with. And then quite frankly, I think it's selfish not to share those outer limits of that capacity with the world because it needs us. So I think that's that's one of the biggest takeaways um, from those big excruciating events and why I love doing them. So I never get complacent what I think the boundaries are that are that are around my capabilities. Do you think that that's where you developed um, such a high degree of mental toughness? Do you think the, the triathlon was one of the triggers that, that exposed you to um, moving forward in that area? Yeah, so, you know, what's interesting, my, my academic journey, so to speak, with mental toughness came a little bit later where I actively wanted to seek that. And it, I really needed to seek it from a professional standpoint. I was asked to be a facilitator at a board of directors meeting um, for a big corporate. And at that point I was still, I, I felt like I was young and, um, I knew my demographic and I started to freak out <laughs> a little bit. And so I engaged in this process to build my mental toughness, um, to up my game, you know, in confidence, no matter who the audience, but I would know. And I would say, absolutely. You know, I think that where the mental toughness comes in with Ironman and so forth, um, is that, is that's what you need to move through them. I, I define mental toughness as the ability to stay as close to your best self as possible while going through hardship or failure. And in order to do that, you need to put yourself in situations to practice it, right? So um, one of my favorite expressions, I think I've mentioned this several times in goal setting at the Idealist Program is to let not the adversities that you face, but how you overcome them be what define you. And so that really anchors on the fact that mental toughness is not something we're born with, that it can absolutely be learned and grown. And one of the ways you do it is to purposefully put yourself in situations that require it. So then when you find, your, find yourself in situations that not only require it, but you didn't plan for, um, you're actually prepared, right? You always, what's the expression, Jackie, always say about life is only as good as your plan B. Plan B, right? So um, we have to purposefully put ourselves in situations that test our mental toughness 
So when we're in them accidentally or when life throws something at us like a COVID or you name it, we actually have that mental toughness to move through. Well, it, it sounds like it's a lot like muscle memory. I mean, that's yeah. what you're doing. That's 100%. Love it, Jeff. 100%. Um, well, one of my favorite stories that you shared with me uh, was your time and more so your experience in the Navy SEAL Fit Leadership uh, um, <laughs> Academy that, uh, that you were looking uh, as a possible place to take some of your leadership clients to and share, uh, share a little bit about those three days that you went through. Yeah, Speaking about that. mental toughness. Yeah, you know, Jack, I, I love the fact that this is one of your favorite stories because I still have nightmares. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the original intent of me attending that program was simply to evaluate the people, like, you know, whether or not I wanted to partner with these people, whether or not I felt like they offered the same uh, level of professionalism and they could serve my clients. Because as, as you mentioned, I was I was looking to design a leadership program utilizing some analogies around the teams or the Navy SEALs. And uh, I never put anyone through something that I've not done myself because number one, it builds trust and authenticity. Two, it helps me write better content, right? Something to draw upon. And, and three, it can hold them accountable, right? So if they say they can't do it, I'm like, sure you can, I did. Um, so anyway, this particular outfit came highly recommended and their only program they had coming up was this three-day leadership program. And I was a little disappointed because I wanted to see some of their activities, not just a leadership class, but I was like, yeah, that's fine. I can get a flavor for it. Well, uh, I was definitely wrong. And uh, the next three days, uh, probably the hardest physical activity I've done in my life. I mean, close to Ironman, but very different, just different, just very different. Right. But, um, it was basically day one was 1, 1 p.m. until after dinner. Day two, 12 hours straight. Day, day three was about four hours. And it was 95% physical, physical activity without stopping. I mean, we were doing lunges with telephone poles in our arms, um, sugar cookie, surf torture. And I, I say this was all respect because our mighty Navy SEALs in training, I mean, that's nothing, right? And, and it just gives me such a, such a deeper respect for them. But my funniest, my funniest story, well, funny now, is um, day one, we had to hold a 30-minute straight arm plank, um, literally 30 minutes in a row, straight arm plank. And normally, I'm a two-day girl, uh, which means I do an activity and I'm not sore to 48 hours later, like, yeah, I'll be sore in a couple of days. Well, that night, I got into bed and in the middle of the night, I wanted to get up and just get some water to hydrate. And I physically could not engage my ab muscles, could not. I had to get a, <laughs> I had to get a pillow, prop it up on my left side to help me roll over on my stomach to inch to the edge of the bed, put my feet off and stand up. Um, not kidding. I mean, I literally, I was like, so you can imagine when my alarm went off the next morning, how scared I was, but it was, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, it's a funny story, but I, I will also say um, just emotionally, I mean, the, the respect I have for our uh, armed forces, um, the men and women the armed forces is, is just immense, not just from that program, but any of the leadership programs we were privileged to do um, with them. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm humbled just, just thinking about what they do for us. Well, you also had the pressure there of not letting down your teammates, uh, whereas Iron Man, it's it's you against time, if you will. But there, you you were 
uh, grouped up with a group of folks that you couldn't couldn't afford to let them down, which added a lot more pressure. Yeah, yeah, you know, Jack, that's that's really wise as you as you say that, and 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 I'll just say also added on that, you know the the team that got assigned me, right? I was I was I was the female on the, on the team. So you know, on top of that, um, there was no way I wanted to let these men down. You know, they were um, they were my brothers, and and um, that was even more um, self accountable, right? To to make sure that we right. we would not come in last. We would. Um, at least come in middle, but quite frankly, we we won a handful of times. So I think they quickly were glad they had D on their side. <laughs> I, I'm sure they were pleasantly surprised quickly. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to wrap up with one more question for you. Sure. Uh, you always have a list of things that you want to do or places that you want to visit. What's what's next for Doreen Lindemann? Well, God, well lit like literally, uh, next week I'm on a plane to the Serengeti in Tanzania leading some executives on a, a goal setting expedition all about the, the big cats, lion, leopards, and cheetahs. So that's literally what's next. Um, I think two other things that I'm excited about right now, I'm, I'm working on a keynote uh, for a conference around shattering the myths of work-life balance. I'm really, really fired up to be provocative about that and help people think differently around work-life balance. And then uh, from Prepare to Roar side, we are working on exploring, um, promoting this whole family-based Prepare to Roar expedition for families that have graduating seniors, high school, college, how they can rethink their family trips um, to have maybe bonding with more purpose that bring the family closer together for years to come, but also equip the graduates for their next, next step in their journey, whether it be college or school with um, professional and personal life experience. That, that is a great idea. I love, I love, I love that. Thank you, John. Thanks. I'm excited about it for sure. Well, Doreen, I'm, I'm almost uh, exhausted just thinking about all you're engaged in and, and we didn't even cover a number of the things that you have done or are doing. And uh, you're clearly one of the most dedicated and committed and talented and mentally tough individuals I've ever met. And it was just a treat having you with us today. And I want to get you back future in the future so we can talk some more about all the stuff that uh, Doreen Lindemann is involved in. And, and just thanks so much for being with us. I know your time is extremely valuable as our audience found out. And I just appreciate you being with us. Uh, Jack, I'm, I'm so honored and just thank you. And I wish you the, the ongoing success. And um, I'll just challenge your listeners um, just to go out there and, and be the light, the light, the, the world needs us. Um, to be the light right now. So just go out there and make somebody's day, choose kindness, choose joy, and just be the light. Thanks, Doreen. Well, I hope uh, you enjoyed our time today with Doreen, and, and I hope that you're going to encourage others to join us on our next podcast. And until then, I hope that you'll make it your goal to be a positive influence in the lives of others.